award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching, for listening. We've got a great show lined up for you today. It's all about the importance of boating sober, and we got some special guests with us. We're on the Percy Priest Lake, and it's going to be a fun show. Mr. Matt Majors, Captain Matt Majors with the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency is helping co-host today. This is my first chance to co-host, and I really think this is where my career will blossom. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, you know, Don King, it's hard shoes to fill, but I think you can do it. I'm going to... My name will be a household name after this podcast. <laughs> it already is, sir. Uh, yes, Matt has pulled this... Uh, this show together today and, and, and an event we just had here on the water and we'll talk more about that in a minute but we also have with us Miss Taylor Matsko, the Communication and Marketing Director for NASBLA and Todd Radaboff the BUI Program Manager for NASBLA so thank you guys for being here thanks for having us thank you yeah we're excited to to dive in today and talk about what NASBLA is who NASBLA is and Operation Dry Water uh, what that is so it's a it's a great program that we're going to learn more about today. All right, well, let's let's get started and, and introduce the folks who are um, with us today and, and get to know them a little bit more. And we'll start with Taylor right here next to me. Taylor, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, so like you said, I am the Communications and Marketing Director for NASBLA. I've been with NASBLA for five years. I started out as an intern in college, knew nothing about boating, but they wrote me in anyway, and I started working on the Operation Dry Water campaign, which we'll get into a little bit more here in a little bit. But I've been there for five years. I do all the social media, work on events, Operation Dry Water, things like that. So thanks for having me. I'm excited awesome. to be here. Awesome. Well, we're glad you're here. And Todd, tell us about yourself. Uh, Todd Radabaugh. I retired with 30 years of service from the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission. Um, been teaching standardized field sobriety and, and uh, impaired driving and boating enforcement mm -hmm. for, for a long time. And I've took over as the program manager for NASBLA's BUI program in January. Well, so happy to be here. Yeah, so that's you're no stranger to what's, what's going on. Your, your new role, I guess, from your past roles and your new role, it all played together. That's right, yeah. yes. And I guess you and Matt hang out together quite we a bit. We do, yeah. We actually have got to teach together for a long time. I guess it starting in 2010 is when I first met Matt. Absolutely, and it, it's fun teaching with folks like him who have the passion uh, to keep pushing our officers forward and making sure they're getting better and better. Mm -hmm. So Matt, how long have you been with us? So been with the agency 20 years, uh, been a boating investigator, accident investigator for the last 12. Uh, various roles, full-time boating officer, district sergeant, uh, wildlife officer, but I've really enjoyed the past 12 years because I get to work all over the state. I get to meet some incredible people. And in a lot of ways, I do feel like I get to make a difference, not only in the training of our officers, but in the investigations of these crashes that happen on our waterways. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's when you get the call it's not always the the happiest of times there's always <laughs> something you got to go you know look for someone or, or investigate an accident but but uh, your job is important and we appreciate what you do thank you and today is about you know everything we're talking about today is about preventing me from having to get called yeah for sure if people will just listen and do what we say those numbers will really go down so excited to to be able to dig into this these topics today awesome well i mentioned it in the beginning boating sober was the you know what we're focusing on today uh 
all because of Operation Dry Water. So since, can someone maybe, Taylor, tell us what Operation Dry Water is and what the focus is around that campaign? Yep. So Operation Dry Water is a year-round national heightened awareness and enforcement campaign. Um, it was launched in 2009 to help address the impaired boating problem that we do have in the United States. Every year the campaign has an annual um, awareness and enforcement weekend which takes place around the July 4th holiday which is unfortunately known for deadly incidents and um, alcohol use on the water. So um, this year the campaign will be kicking off tomorrow, July 2nd, and will run through Monday, July 4th. And what that entails is officers, agencies, boating safety partners will be out on the water all weekend making contacts with boaters and, and reminding them of safe boating practices. And then in addition to that, the um, law enforcement officers will also be on heightened alert looking for anybody that is boating while impaired. And if they come across them, they're going to remove them from the water for everyone's safety. That's great. And, and you mentioned that they're going to be on the water this weekend. Uh, we are recording this show on 4th of July weekend. So they will be out there tomorrow. If you're listening to the show right now, you they won't be out there tomorrow. Or they might be. So watch out. <laughs> uh, Matt, in Tennessee, has been involved with Operation Driver since the beginning, right? Yeah, we, we have. Um, you know, sometimes these campaigns, you know, you'll see other departments do them and whatever they are. But we really saw the need for this campaign and we just jumped in head first. So our officers uh, since 2000, uh, whenever it was, when did you? 2009. Yeah, 2009. 2009. Yeah. See, that's the gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> what but, hair? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but when that, you know, when we got involved in that, our officers then began to say, all right, wh what are we doing? Because our guys love to get together. We're, we're loners by trade. We work by ourselves and mm -hmm. all hours of the day and night. So we were putting together these details and really our officers were making a difference. So they actually are really excited about this detail coming around every year. Even though it's on the holiday weekend and they're already going to be busy, it's just another reason for them to get together and really concentrate on waterway safety. Yeah, yeah, our guys are out there all the time, uh, but it's it, this is a heightened awareness this this weekend, and um, and it's working with other law enforcement agencies. Correct? It's not just our wildlife officers on the water, but even it, it carries over to the to the to the land as well to the roads. Absolutely, lots of partner agencies. We will work uh, BUI DUI details where we saturate areas where, especially around big marinas, uh, people are constantly coming in and out, and if we don't catch them on the waterway they're going to be drunk drivers on the way home so getting those local departments or their traffic units whom whomever they can direct to come to those locations and work traffic enforcement oftentimes they will find plenty of impaired operators leaving these waterway locations the ones that unfortunately we just didn't catch yeah and and then and then being out there on the water it's intensified right i mean we all i think we've said this all the time but uh an impaired boater, it, the, in, the intensity of the water, the wind, the, the sun, all that stuff just makes that even more intense and, and more it impaired. Does. You know? It does. Uh, environmental stressors, we call them. There you go. That's and, the word. You know, people, it's very common for a boater to come home, even if they hadn't had anything to drink, and still feel like they're on the boat. They still feel like they're rocking around. Mm -hmm. And I think back through the years when I was on patrol, uh, people would say, I'm not impaired, officer. I'm not impaired. And then I'd get them up on the land and they'd say, well, Man, I didn't think I was this impaired, but what they really just told me was those environmental stressors are really playing a factor into the alcohol or drug content that they had at the time. So that is our job is to look for that. And you know, somebody, if they wanted to have a beer on the boat, that's not illegal in our state. 
But we do want to caution them that every one of those can mean something more than they're actually really understanding at the time. Mm -hmm. So it's a constant effort by our officers, not just from the enforcement standpoint, but really taking that educational component and explaining it to these people like they understand. For sure. Yeah. Do you want to add something to us? Well, I was going to. You know, you, you. We'd mentioned before, boating while impaired, driving while impaired is no accident. Yeah. So I mean, it's sure. not. People make a conscious choice to continue operating after they've consumed alcohol or whatever other drug it may be. Yeah. Alcohol is the most abused drug in this country, but uh, things are changing. There's all kind of decriminalization going on, so there's other substances out there too. And I would just say, if uh, a big part of dry water is to educate the public so they don't make that choice, because law enforcement can never arrest their way out of any problem. Mm. We need the public support. So a big component of dry water, I, I would like to see a day when we never encountered another impaired operator anywhere and we were working hard to do it because everybody made the choice to get a sober operator um, take responsibility for their passengers and get home safe that's what it's all about but definitely if they make a choice to get behind the wheel and something bad happens it's not an accident right. it's a horrible decision that often has some really tragic consequences and that that's what we want to prevent and as we heard in today's press conference it uh, you know some of the stories that we heard about the accidents that people have been involved in it's sad very very sad it is and Changes nobody expects it'll happen to them mm -hmm. until it does you know nothing bad will happen to me i've been out here on this lake many many times but um uh, alcohol and and drug impairment can sneak up on people you know you're out here in the sun like matt said it's hot you're not drinking a lot of water and uh, before you know it i'm not saying they're bad people but they make a really horrible choice and next thing you know they're they're operating while impaired and that's what we want to do is educate the public so they don't do it but then equip officers so that if it does happen they can successfully detect those people number one but also prosecute them because you know it is a crime and it's a hundred percent preventable yeah well you kind of touched on it a little bit but i think about operation drywater is educating the public that we're going to be out there but it's more about educating the public to be you know that's be right. dry on the water That's you know right. i feel like a lot of times we're pushing to say watch out for our officers we're out there on the water protecting our waterways but it's really to educate those people it, to 100%. not drink on the water yeah yep. and and you've mentioned drugs it's not just alcohol drugs are play a factor in that as well and and you guys are trained to, yes. to know the difference or see impaired uh, operators yeah it, somebody can be prescribed something by their doctor but if it impairs them it, we if we feel like they're impaired based on our test and our interactions with those people we'll remove them from the waterway it doesn't it doesn't even have to be the alcohol people just see you know beer cans and things like that that's not what it is and our officers are continually like todd said running into more and more impairing substances on the waterways uh, synthetics there's all kind of things that our guys don't even know what they are but they'll call me and go hey i arrested this guy he hadn't had a thing to drink but he was he couldn't he couldn't tell me who he was he couldn't tell me where he was at he was on something so our guys are looking for that they really are because they are detracting from that safe boating environment from the rest of us mm -hmm. well while we're on it todd and we'll come back to taylor in a minute i want to learn more about nosbla but todd tell us about the uh the training and some of the things that you help our officers with and yeah, for years we've been fortunate. Uh, Tennessee, like I said, they've been doing this for a long time. Um, in, in 2010, a validated seated battery of tests were developed for, for 
really for the maritime law enforcement professional because we needed a tool that we could use to make informed decisions while we were out there on the water. We didn't have to use an excess amount of our time because our resources are stretched anyway. We didn't have to inconvenience the public by having to drag them and their whole boat to the shore to do tests. So we needed some tests that we could use on the water to make informed arrest no arrest decisions. And in 2010, we got those. NASBLA worked through a grant with the Coast Guard to uh, get these tests validated by the Southern California Research Institute who are the very same people and sometimes people lose sight of that that validated the standing tests way back in the 80s oh really so that's before a lot of officers were even born nowadays but <laughs> so those tests have been around for a long time and so NASBLA went back to the same research organization to get the CETA test validated and what the research showed is the rest no arrest decisions were, were correctly made equally, 91% of the time. Yeah. And this from a scientific uh, standpoint, 91% of the time using the standing or the seated. So it unmistakably validated the seated battery tests. As we see, you know, the world's really changed. Um, you got decriminalization of marijuana everywhere. You have pain management clinics. You have a lot of things going on. And these tests also have shown great promise for people with mobility uh, problems, impairment on the on on the the land. So not only are maritime officers using them, we have trained specialized highway traffic safety units, drug rec recognition experts throughout the country on the seated battery just to give them another tool in their toolbox. Because again, all of us would love to see a day when impaired driving was a thing of the past. It just didn't happen. And we're trying to educate the public and tell them that. Just don't make that choice. But unfortunately, um, there's still a lot of work to do there. And it's not enough to just yeah. get somebody off the water or the road. We have, to, we have to prosecute them and convict them. Because if we don't, studies show us they continue to commit that offense until they end up hurting or killing somebody, whether it's themselves or somebody else. So. Yeah, and Yeah, and we've heard stories where even though they were convicted it was just a fine a small fine or something yep. that you know they're back out there doing it again you know what's, what's a couple hundred bucks and a couple hundred bucks you know we can't measure the crashes we prevent by removing these impaired operators from the water before i mean we we can show you the crashes we've investigated mm -hmm. that uh, that alcohol was involved or other drugs we can show you those results but not the ones we prevented so that's what we're out there if we arrest you it's not personal you know we just we just want to keep our community safe, right, and that, that's right. why these officers are out there. So it's not personal, and I tell them again, don't do it. Get a designated operator. Keep your passengers safe, too, because the water's an unforgiving environment. So impairment out there, even for your passengers, is really, really dangerous. But uh, the operator, you know, be a sober operator. You're responsible for everybody you put in your boat. Yep. And take that responsibility seriously, because at the end of the day, you want to see them get home safe, too. For sure. As a captain, for sure, yeah. uh, it made me think, Matt, the the your folks on the water, your your officers that work under you or with you, uh, their passion for for the their job and and keeping this waterway safe. We heard a little bit about that today in the press conference, but just kind of express that. Uh, I mean, you share that same passion, you know? Yeah, I do, and I'm trying to help those officers realize where my passion comes from, and it it, it doesn't come from a place where I think I'm right. It comes from all these years of investigating these crashes. And just like Todd said, th these are all preventable. Every single one of them. So I've developed these relationships with these families and victims. 
who have come to a crossroad in their life. And I was there, unfortunately. I didn't want to be there. They didn't want to be there. But every time that I start getting down or every time another officer starts getting down and doesn't have that passion, I remind them who we work for. And that is to try to prevent those type of things from happening. Now, we can say we feel good and we, we may have prevented some, but at the end of the day, when these families talk to me, they say, hey, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So they've called me to task, and so therefore I'm calling all the officers I work with to task. We have a job to do, and that's to keep the waterway safe. And the best way we can do that is make sure those sober operators are there. Now, another neat part part about this is our officers are telling me they're seeing some uh, some designated operators. That warms my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like the whole show we've been beating on these operators <laughs> yeah. for, for doing bad, and there's a lot of them that make poor decisions, but we're seeing some great decisions on the waterway. So that lets me know that, that NASBA Operation Dry Water and all of our officers nationally, not just here in this state, are making a difference. The people are realizing this perspective of drinking and boating is okay, but drinking and driving on the roadway is bad. They're starting to see that those things are starting to merge together now sure. they're coming together on one road so everybody is starting to get on that same page so all of those things together coupled with the memory of all those victims and those incident scenes i have always are going to keep my passion at the forefront of removing impaired operators yes that's great uh taylor let's before we get too far let's talk a little bit about nasbla which operation drywater is a part of that that organization so tell us a little bit about nasbla and, and what they're all about Yep, so NASBLA, um, it stands for the National Association of State Boating Law Administrators. It's quite a mouthful, so we just go by NASBLA. Um, so NASBLA is a national nonprofit organization that represents the 56 U.S. states and territories and their recreational boating authorities. So that includes TWRA. Mm-hmm. And so what we do, that we do all kinds of different stuff, training like Todd works on, education and outreach. Um, vessel titling and registration. We work with all the states and all their areas to make sure boating is safe and that their boaters are safe and they can use the tools to educate their boaters so that they aren't doing these types of things and can avoid these types of incidents. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being out here today and helping educate the folks that showed up uh, for the press conference. You had life jackets and, uh, you know, showing folks how to wear those properly. And yep. and uh, it was just a good day to, to get out here and educate educate folks. Absolutely. And like they were saying, like Todd was saying, Operation Dry Water is awareness and enforcement. Mm-hmm. So while a big part of it is your officers out there removing anyone that's impaired, the biggest part is really educating people so that there's no one for them to remove from the water so we're hoping that they we can get out there and not just operators but passengers because there's so many other dangerous things and then they're also a distraction to the operator you know if you're too impaired Mm -hmm. so we encourage everybody stay sober while you're out on the water yeah, definitely. And, and it doesn't matter if it's Operation Dry Water Weekend or, you know, the focus weekend that we put put this uh, under, but it doesn't matter. It's it's all year long, all summer. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, let's jump in just a little bit here. Matt, you talked about how your officers are out there working and, and, uh, and identifying these impaired operators. And there's some special techniques y'all you know, put together to, to work on the waters. You want to share a little bit of that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and... 
our, our wildlife officers are, are masters of not being seen if they don't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. That, that's just ingrained in them. So just because you don't see us out there does not mean we're out there. We work through a number of different methods. We want you to know we're out there. Heck, we held a press conference today to say <laughs> we're going to be out there. So Definitely. we're not hiding in the bushes like a frog. We are doing our best to get the word out there. But... One of the other things that we do is we will put together saturation details in very, very hot spot places. I call them places where we have lots of crashes, lots of injuries, or maybe local lakeside bars where there's lots of people coming in and out. Mm. We want those people to see us. We're not hiding in the bushes. We want you to know, hey, I, let me make a good decision here. Our officers will work in plain clothes. They'll work out of unmarked boats. They'll work on personal watercraft. All of those different methods. So, because Believe it or not, people will act right if they see our boats. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny how things work. They, they everybody waves at us and offers <laughs> us a drink, but if they don't think we're around, sometimes we see some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So that is all part of our arsenal to make sure and keep our waterways safe. So we're doing that in a lot of different locations throughout the state, not just on Operation Dry Water Weekend. We do it all year long to make sure these waters stay safe. And you mentioned making good decisions. Uh, if they may, uh, you want that operator to say, oh, pass those keys. You want them to pass those keys to somebody who's sober, but they also need to be boater educated and know how to operate that boat, right? Not just anybody should be behind the wheel of a boat. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, we have a lot of offerings for boating education. You know, there's a boater education requirement in our state, January 1st, 1989. Anybody that's born after that has got to have a boater education class, not a license, but what it does is give some basic knowledge and, and a foundation to be able to operate that boat and safety regulations on the waterways. But even if you don't fall in that category, go take one of these classes. Mm-hmm. I've been to so many of our boater ed classes. Mom and dad will sit in the back and junior and sis are up front and they pay attention they get good grades but then mom and dad come come forward after the class and they go i had no idea how much i did not know so these things are great for all of us and the more people we educate and the more we keep keep pushing the education component uh, the safer our waters are going to be. And Todd mentioned, there's not enough of us to go around. One, two, three, four officers a county. Yeah. That's not enough to cover these lakes uh, on a holiday weekend. We couldn't even touch uh, being able to be seen by everybody on the lake. So this is one of the ways that we can help do that, uh, pass our knowledge on, our boating knowledge on to the other boaters that are out there so they can maintain that safe environment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I think it's... Uh it's awesome work that y'all do. Those classes, Betsy Woods, she puts on a lot of work, uh, does a lot of work getting those classes organized. And you can find them at tnwildlife.org, you know, right there under events or click on the boating tab, scroll down, find classes near you. And there's always an option out there most of the time. Most of the time it's in short driving distance. So that's great. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention before we run out of time is uh, Chick-fil-A cards that you guys are handing out. It's not always, uh, it's not always a... Uh, a, a ticket or whatever it's sometimes hey you're doing great work out here you're, you're being safe here's a here's a treat yeah absolutely one of our wildlife officers he was uh, one of the best ones we have and he happened to be in a chick-fil-a there um on the eastern part of the state and ran into one of the managers and said hey i'd like to re- reward some of our boaters for safe boating practices mm-hmm. and so what he did is gave gave him a number of these uh, chick-fil-a gift cards for uh different things that they have and they can hand them out he 
any time that they see a safe boater, whether it's a kid wearing a life jacket or a mom and dad just doing the right thing, making good decisions. It's at the discretion of the officers, and they've been given to the boating officers, and they're useful anywhere in the state. It doesn't have to be at one particular store. They'll be honored at any Chick-fil-A. So that's another great partnership to show from the corporate perspective that they believe in safe boating as well. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Taylor, anything else you want to add about today's event or anything that's coming up with NASBLA or Operation Drywater that you want to make sure people know about and, or even outside of that, anything that you want to share? Yeah, I would just encourage everybody, like we said uh, time and time again, be sober while you're out on the water. Not just that, wear your life jackets, having it stowed away isn't going to do you any good if you get thrown out of your boat. So please wear those instead of just keeping them stowed away somewhere in your boat. Use your engine cutoff switch if you have one and always take a boater education course before hitting the water. Yeah, yeah, cool. And, and you you enjoy boating, I mean, just as much as the other person. You yeah, probably wouldn't absolutely. be in this job, would you? Absolutely. It's always good to get out on the water. We had a chance to get out there with one of the officers today, and that's always something we like to take advantage of when we get to come to these type of things. So yeah. we enjoy it. You can do it safely. You can do it sober, and it's still a great time out there. Yeah, awesome. Todd, anything else you want to add? I don't know if we touched on the fact that you were here in Tennessee just recently doing some training. We did. Yeah, we kept, we did another uh, class for new instructors to teach these the seated uh, tests here in Tennessee and to train other officers. So that, that's a really good thing. Um, those tests are getting out there. They're widespread. Like I said, they're all over the country. Uh, we have hundreds of instructors that are delivering this material to mm -hmm. law enforcement. But for the public, uh, Check out Operation Drywater's page, too, because there's some resources for you, and you can learn about what does happen when people make that choice and become an advocate for your neighbors, you know, um, for your friends. When you're out there with them, just remind them, hey, this is uh, not a great idea. Mm -hmm. There's some alternatives, and, and let's explore those. But, uh, yeah, the public's help, like Matt said, too. We can't, we can't arrest our way out of this. We, ne we need to educate them, and uh, we need the public to help us spread the word. And if you want to make a difference in your community – Consider a career with Tennessee Wildlife. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you get a chance to do that, not only through the enforcement arm, but what other law enforcement agency really gets to spend time teaching boating education to young kids, adults, mm. the whole gamut. So it, it, it is a great career. So yeah. think about it. We're always looking for new recruits. That's right. uh, <laughs> this past year, I believe, was the biggest class of recruits that we had. And uh, it's getting a little bit easier to get in. Sometimes it was tough because of, you know, fewer seats, but it's looking up. I mean, there's a lot of great new guys coming in to, to help do this enforcement and, and protect our waterways. Tremendous opportunity with this agency. I haven't worked a day since I've been here. Um, <laughs> I call it my agency because I'm invested in it mm -hmm. and I care about it and I care about its longevity. But we're looking for new people because I won't be here forever. I've got some plans for retirement and uh, fast approaching. So uh, yeah. what a career in the great outdoors. Uh, getting to spend time with like-minded people, education, uh, enforcement, and really making a difference. I couldn't think of a better way to spend my career. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. It's a great place to work and a great uh, mission to work for. Um, Taylor, how do you find you guys on social media, your website? You want to show the, throw that out there so folks, folks can find the information. Absolutely. So NASBLA, you can find us at NASBLA.org. We're also on Twitter and Facebook at at NASBLA. Um, and Operation Drywater, OperationDrywater.org, at op Drywater on Twitter, and at Operation Drywater on Facebook. Awesome. When are you going to get an Instagram? 
Uh, hey, we're working on okay, it. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I can see some cool reels out there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for being with us. This has been Thanks fun. Uh, thank you all for watching and listening and tuning in. Uh, stay safe on the water. Boat sober. Uh, have a designated operator. Wear your life jacket. Take an education course online at tnwildlife.org to find those locations. Uh, what else, Matt? Anything else? You, you hit it all. Uh, all right. Absolutely. Just take your common sense with you to the lake. Exactly. We're not asking for a lot. Go have a good time. We'd love to be out there with you. But our day goes south when you make silly decisions. So let's keep those to a minimum. All right. Don't be silly. We'll see you next time. This is Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.